1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of the show, sitting next to my co-host, Jay Spencer the King and it's hump day. Hump day. Hump, hump day. day. Hump day. <laughs> On jump.
2: 420. What up, y'all?
1: On 420. Hump that like. Uh, toke the like. I don't know. Whatever Tope makes that you.
2: like. <laughs> whatever makes you. Blaze that like. Go ahead and blaze that <laughs> like up for us real quick, y'all. Whatever
1: makes you happy. <laughs> so do your thing. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's uh, it's hump day. It's another Wednesday. So this is what? Is this our second Wednesday back? Is that right? Third Wednesday? Second Wednesday? Where are we third. at? I think it's third. Third Wednesday back. So next week is going to be the draft. Which I'm really excited. Do you have any draft plans for next week? Oh, you're going to be at the the draft. draft. You're going to be at the draft. draft. And
2: actually, um, we're going to talk about that afterwards. I don't know if you want to get another guest because I planned on leaving after work on Wednesday. So I might not be able to, you know. So, I mean, you might. we'll we'll talk about it.
1: We'll talk about it. Well, you could just buy me a plane ticket. That works too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm remembering now why I hate your guts. It's because you're going to the draft in Las Vegas without me
2: this was you last year though you were making all the trips doing all the fun stuff you in the market dominator was like you guys were everywhere partying it up and i'm like sitting here at home like oh man i'm not part of the cool you
1: you were invited (laughs) (laughs) I, i can't go anyway i'm week. i'm into week three of a new job there's no way that i can go but it, it is draft season, it's free agency season, it's OTA season, so the Bills have officially reported to OTAs, uh, the, the off-season workout program for the Buffalo Bills, or the players, I should say, have reported. What are your thoughts so far? And I've got basically, I want to go through real quick if I can, uh, if you want to give me that opportunity, just kind of like the, what happens during OTAs and what that means because a lot of times people don't know. Um, but bef- before that, what are your thoughts so far on OTA? Do you have thoughts about it at all or no?
2: Um, the, I have two quick thoughts First, Von Miller is a Buffalo Bill <laughs> I think
1: he's surprised It sounded like he was surprised
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> like yo, it just blew It blew my mind, like I watched the pressers But even before that, like the video that the Bills posted When they're like, the boys are back in town And everybody's walking up yeah. And then like, you know, he's like You know, he did the Josh Allen thumbs up thing yeah. And it's just yeah. like, dude, Von Miller he's a Is that he's, he's at one Bill's drive Like working yeah. out with my guys he's wor- he's working out with Josh and yeah, Ed he, Oliver
1: he showed up day one of OTAs uh which you know and there's and there's a lot being made I'm sure we can get into it there's a lot being made about a certain dude that's not there while there's other dudes that pay my guy either. big dubs he's gonna get paid he's gonna get guy. paid somewhere the re- that's that's the fact but let's do this oh you said you had two thoughts what was the other thought
2: well and the second thought was actually gonna be pay my guy so go for it
1: <laughs> pay pay Jordan Boyer um yeah He's gonna get his. He's gonna get his money. How much he's gonna get? Who knows? But I'm excited for Jordan. I'm excited to see him kind of get uh, retirement type money uh, for an NFL player. But just so everybody knows, OTAs uh, there are strict rules and guidelines as it pertains to NFL franchises and what they can put players through. Um, everything is considered a phase in OTAs. It's four weeks long. Um, so I'm gonna read this. This might get tedious. If you want to stop me and ask me a question, you can. I'll try to answer. Yep. Workouts cannot begin prior to the first Monday in April for clubs, uh, unless they've got a brand new head coach, then they can actually show up a week early. Uh, workouts are strictly voluntary, we already know that. Minimum four workouts per week, no weekends, with one week being the mandatory mini camp, not permitted on weekends. Uh, contact work is prohibited in all workouts. Intensity and tempo of drills should be uh be at a level conducive to learning with player safety at its highest priority. Phase one, four hours a day. Two weeks, limited to strength and conditioning activities, dead ball. Only strength and conditioning coaches are allowed on the field. 90 minutes max on the field. Clubs can only specify two hours for player to be at the facility. Players choose the other two hours for weights, et cetera, et cetera, not et cetera, my bad. Uh, phase two, four hours a day, so this is week two. Three weeks, I'm... Um, this is three weeks. That's weird. Two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Uh, phase two, same rules apply uh, is phase one, except all coaches are allowed on the field, individual and perfect play drills are allowed. No offense versus defense. No one-on-one, no helmets. Phase three, six hours a day. Uh, it says four weeks total. I don't think that that's worded right. I think it's week one, week, two, week, three, week, four type stuff. Uh, three weeks for to- uh, 10 total OTAs. I don't know what this is saying. I could be confused about that. A maximum of three o- OTAs each week for the first two weeks. Does that make sense? <laughs> No, <laughs> but okay. Dur- We're we'll rolling with it. <laughs> d- during weeks, I'm reading this straight off the internet, yo. Uh, uh, during weeks one and two, a fourth non-OTA workout is allowed, but phase two rules apply. A maximum of four OTAs for the thir- third or fourth week. One week for mini camp. No pads except protective knee and elbow pads. Helmets are permitted. No live contact, 7-on-7, 9-on-7, yada, yada. And then a, a mini camp, 10 hours a day. That's a lot, man. That's a long day. Physicals on Monday, but no practice. Practice Tuesday to Thursday, a day off on Friday. Allowed two practices totaling three and a half hours. Second practice limited to walkthrough activities only. Right now, they are all that say this. They are in phase one, which basically means from my understanding, from conversations I've had, it's a lot of classwork and working out. So they get to work, train, and a lot of classwork. So they're carrying books and sitting in classrooms today.
2: Yep, those uh, like yeah. you. They're they're in training like you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. There's just probably a little more fun. They're blowing it up and having a good time and making jokes. But when you think about just the, the breakdown of the of the it was nice that they made uh Josh Allen and Von Miller available to the media today as well as coach. And yes, I need to have his hat stat too. That hat that I actually saw it today for the first time on Justin Fields. Justin Fields was wearing the Bears version, and I literally said out loud, is there a Bills version of that at? And then lo and behold, Josh Allen was wearing it. Uh, but then uh, Brandon Bean. So what struck out or what stood out to you in all four of the, the press conference conferences that we got access to today? What stood out to you? What was the most striking thing that you heard? Well, Other than Von Miller being surprised he's a Buffalo Bill.
2: Well, that didn't, him being surprised that he's a Buffalo Bill, he's been consistent in saying that the entire yeah, yeah, time, like on yeah. every interview, he's just like, you know, I'm leaving AD and I'm leaving, you know, like he always, he, and I get it. He'd talk about leaving LA to come to Buffalo. I, yep, I yep. get it. Voluntary. Um, but, it, but for me, I, I think there's a couple things that stuck out. One, I, I love even though we kind of beat up on Sean and sometimes we, we beat up on Brandon a little bit when it comes Mm to um, the lack of transparency about certain things. I I, I honestly, I feel like that's unfair after like every year when we listen to these guys at the end of the season and then going into the OTAs and going into the draft and all this stuff, I I really feel like they tell us exactly what they're going to do, but they just speak in their code. So it's like, you Mm -hmm. don't really, you know, unless you are plugged in, you don't know. And listening to this, I I feel like Brandon Bean really basically just told us exactly what's going to happen next week. I feel like he told us what they're looking for. He told us um, how they are still obviously in the market for cornerback. It's Mm -hmm. not like he doesn't feel comfortable. And and I love the fact that we have a team now that really it doesn't matter which network you turn on or Mm -hmm. which content creator or which journalist that you go to. The Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills are consistently the best second or third best team in the NFL going into this next season before the draft. Everybody the is of, saying the whole the Super Bowl, yep, Super whole, Bowl or bust, super, yeah, the whole entire NFL. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. And
2: we still have a GM. So we already added Von Miller. We mm-hmm. added, you know, Jamison Crowder and we added, you know, Tim Settle Jr. And like, like we made moves this year. And he's still not satisfied. He's like, no, we, I'm still not comfortable, man. We got to get this and we got to do that. And we and I just love the fact that he's he's always trying to refine the the, the roster to make sure that we're better. Right. And, right. You know, like I just I just love that from him, man. And I think I know I, I have this love fest when it comes to Brandon Bean. But it's like, <laughs> have we ever in Buffalo bit. sports? <laughs> no, it's a lot of it. It's a lot of it. I accept it. Like I really think he took over my whole Tremaine love. Like I love Tremaine still, but Brandon <laughs> Bean just came through like a like a spider monkey. <laughs> it just took over everything, man. But he's he's just perfect, honestly. Like he's doing his job and I, nobody's perfect. I, I but I mean like aside from his couple misses like the the guy he's he's a genius at building rosters. He's a genius at changing culture. He's a genius at putting the right people together that will fit. He's basically a genius puzzle finisher or, or whatever you call it. I don't know what you call it when you when that your hobby is to do puzzles. Am I a puzzler?
1: Like, How, about what am this? I? How about this? Bruce Nolan says being speaking is like the two sets of prints in the sand poem. You only see it when you look backwards at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah, but it's
2: true. Cause it's like, he literally is telling you what he's going to do, but you can't understand it until it's done. So yeah. Part
1: of yeah. It- although, although, it- the, the, the collusion between the two of them and the two pressers together are a little bit interesting just because <laughs> McDermott was like, maybe we, we can move up twice under the first round. like So, which kind of, who? and then he said, I like, I prefer chocolate shakes, which was even funnier because he began to, he baited, the, he baited the media and began to answer some of their questions and then was like, I'm out. I'm not answering any more questions about this, but um, I think it just solidified in me that they know that they don't have room for seven draft picks on this football team. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, however, if they move back, right? If they move back, they're going to be collecting draft picks, so it's going to be interesting to see if they value picks this year or value picks picks next year, because they could always, you know, let somebody move into the first round and do something for next year versus stocking up for this year. And then the other thing that kind of goes along with that, that kind of puts another twist on the whole thing, is Bean saying that he doesn't think there's 32 round one grades out there. He said he didn't think there were last year either, but. Uh, Russo fell to them and they had a first round grade on him. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how this whole, this whole thing shapes out, shapes up. Um, I was confused by the one reporter. I know who is, who it was. I'm not going to mention his name after Bean said he was unsettled with his roster. Then the guy that was like the first question he asked him, he goes, so you don't think you have any needs on this team? Like any draft needs at all? And Bean was like, what are you talking about? be specific you you don't think you need a cornerback he goes I absolutely need a cornerback right and he's like I'm not gonna take a quarterback we're good there but
2: (laughs) so but then you know what I even think when it comes to the draft um like, there was a part there, and, and he threw in there, I'm being hypothetical here, I'm just making this up, but even talked about, I don't know if I feel like fifth and sixth rounders will help us this much this year. right. You right. know, and we only have a certain amount. Of, and I feel like he was talking, but he was being hypothetical, so that way, obviously, you know, you don't want to show your hands to other GMs, and you don't want to do this, that, and the third. But I think it's clear, like, they have a plan going into the draft, like they do every year, and if you go back five years from today, it's completely different when you're talking about like going into this week, right? Five years ago today, you know, it was like we were hoping that they would take the right quarterback. And then let's be honest about it. Everybody, mostly everybody, not everybody, but mostly everybody was super disappointed when they read that card and said seventh overall going to the Buffalo bills, the Buffalo bills select Josh Allen from From Wyoming. Wyoming. Everybody hated it. (laughs) Everybody hated it. I went at Lamar Jackson. There was a small part of me early on in the process that wanted Baker. Everybody hated it. Other people wanted the other Josh. Today, next week, we're going on in, in this, and and it it's it's amazing to sit back and say, you know what? I'm just gonna trust Brandon and just lean so, back.
1: So two things. Number number one is it's it's unfair to to pigeonhole everybody, and you weren't, but I wanted Josh Rosen. And when I say that I wanted Josh Rosen, it doesn't mean that I wanted Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold less. I figured those two were gone. We're not getting Baker Mayfield or or, or a shot at Sam Darnold. So for me, it was one of the three, four guys, right? Baker, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and then Kyle Rudolph was the other guy in that mix. Was he not? Wasn't he another guy that like was being thrown around in the first round? Wasn't it Ru- not Kyle I didn't, Rudolph, I didn't hear
2: Kyle not, Rudolph much. not
1: Rudolph? Who's the quarterback that went to the Steelers? It's not Kyle Rudolph. It's uh
2: duck. Hodgins.
1: No, he was. No, somebody else. Chris Jenkins knows who's, who it was. He'll tell us here in a second. But I wanted Rosen because he was the best of what I thought was going to be left. Right. So, yeah. Anyways, um, the thing about the draft for me and trusting Brandon Bean, I don't even think it requires the necessity to. Uh, Mason Rudolph. Thank you, Chris and Daniel Garis. Mason Rudolph. My bad. Uh, he's the one that got in the fight with uh Miles Garrett. If you remember correctly, he was the QB that did that. But anyway, I don't. I don't think you have to address the fact that he's missed on some picks. And the reason is because it isn't a one for one. We've talked about it on this show a lot. That it's a crapshoot. It's it's literally about as lucky and gambling as it gets. The amount of guys uh, Joe Marino was on WGR this morning with Jeremy and uh, Jody Biasi was talking about, and they were right. The best, the three or four best running backs in the NFL right now we're taken in the second round. They're not even first round draft picks. The idea that you're going to hit on every single player or even come remotely close to that is ludicrous. Brandon Bean has done a fantastic job. Finding guys all over the draft. He's missed on some guys. Obviously, we traded Wyatt Teller because it was a guy that was going to get probably cut, so we got something for him. Um, but for all intents and purposes, you know, he's done a, a masterful job, especially in the late rounds and in undrafted. When you think about like a guy like Levi Wallace, who came here and played football, uh, started for this football team as an undrafted free agent. But that that whole entire team is is stacked. Uh, Von Miller said it today in his presser. You know, take the stars out of it. And the team we have is really good. The team, you know, that locker room is really solid. But, yeah, I'm I'm excited to – I guess I'm excited to sit back and watch this one – the same position we were in last year and be surprised when he takes somebody I've never heard of and not sure he should have taken that guy.
2: (laughs) There's – for me personally, there's only, like, one draft pick that I would be like, man, I – you know, like, there's only one draft pick that I didn't want that we've drafted. I'm not gonna bash anybody, so I'm not gonna go there. But yeah, um, you know, I think everybody, and and I'm not even not necessarily to pigeonhole everybody, but like I I do feel like everybody was in the same. place. I think even Bruce said, "Don't don't trade up for Josh Allen. Don't trade up." Like I feel right. like I saw one of his tweets that he retweeted saying that. Yeah. And I just think that it's one of those things where I think now as a fan base, more and more we're seeing that, you know what, we can just go into this and trust them. Cause I have anxiety about next week. I'm gonna be honest with you. Really? Cause I feel like we, I feel like we have two needs and I feel like every time we have those or a specific need since we've gotten Brandon Bean it's like, yeah, but I'm going to go with best player available. So it doesn't matter what you guys want. We're just going to do what we, you know, we're going to build our team. I yeah. think we need a receiver and a cornerback. Yeah. You know? Uh,
1: uh, yeah. May, yeah. David S says, okay, I'm here. What I miss? Well, David, the Buffalo bills are moving. The stadium deal is off and Jay Spence and I are breaking up. So that's what you've missed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we just been partying. I was talking about how much I love Brandon Bean, and uh, I, I said to extend my guy Jordan Poyer. Shout out to Jordan Poyer. Uh, we go, but is that's wa- it. We just been watch talking him? about
1: that. Is he watching? I don't it? know. Oh. I don't know. I might get nervous Maybe. if he's watching. If he's watching, I might get no. nervous. Um, where were we when I totally derailed this? <laughs>
2: well i I was just talking about how um like even like just at the point now where we can trust what brandon bean is doing even though i have some anxiety going into the week yeah because i I really do feel like we need a wide receiver
1: that's what you said wide receiver cornerback yep
2: And it doesn't have to be wide receiver first or cornerback. It doesn't, whatever, however it falls. And I know that a lot of people don't feel like we really need a wide receiver, especially after today with Brandon Beans Presser. He sat there and he basically oozed about Gabriel Mm. Davis. Mm. And he talked about how he was ready to go right now. Like, he's like, I don't know if this guy took a day off during the offseason. Like, I feel like he can put the helmet on and go right now. And that's wonderful to hear. It is, it is absolutely wonderful to hear, and I, I love Jamison Crowder, and I think um, he's going to be a slight upgrade to Cole Beasley, not in the sense that Cole Beasley is lesser of a player. I think Cole Beasley is a better receiver, right, but I think right. for what the team is trying to do, I think Jamison Crowder is going to fit the offense better. He's going to give us that, that, um, that yards after reception, and it's just going to be a little bit better. So I, I do feel like we could go into the season with this wide receiver core and be okay. But I'm talking about Super Bowls, man, and every and, and that, that's why I keep giving this example. When you look at the, I know injuries happen, but if you look at the Rams playing last year, OBJ got injured in the first half, but they had no. OBJ, Cooper Cup uh, before Woods got injured. That would have been a three-headed monster there as far as receivers. Yeah. You know, for you sure. About, I, just,
1: I just don't know who's there. Who's there? I mean, you you've done some draft work, which I have not. Who's there at wide receiver that's going to be available at 25 for the Bills that's going to come in and make an impact?
2: Dude, there's a lot of honestly. This this draft is deep with wide receiver, and and I don't necessarily need somebody to come in and, and beat out Gabriel Davis for the number two role. You know, we, we have our number one guy. We have Davis as our number two, and again, Agreed. we have Crowder Agreed. for the slot. You know, for the slot, and, and we, McKenzie, so we, we have McKenzie in there
1: too. McKenzie's in there too, right?
2: McKenzie's in there, but I look at McKenzie more of a luxury. Like I look at him as a. Um, He's he's a piece. He's a chess move. When mm. the other team thinks they know what we're doing, it's like, all right, we got Isaiah McKenzie on you. We gonna put we gonna throw IMAC out there for you. Right, so that's right. how I see Isaiah McKenzie. Right. I I need somebody that we can depend on, and you know somebody who can grow. Again, we just paid Diggs. Mm-hmm. So what if Gabriel Davis does ball out next year, and and then say he's boom, he's that guy. Are we gonna give him the same contract we gave Diggs? Like, I mean, if he deserve if he earns it. You know, yeah, and, I think, and, I, think um, I think there's
1: something to be said too, and nobody wants to have this conversation. And I am not, I am I'm as much for a running back in the first round as I am a wide receiver. I don't think we should take a wide receiver in the first round either. And I get longevity; they play longer. But you can find good wide receivers in the second and third rounds, uh, guys that that will be impact players and play for a long time at some point in time. And I made this; I was interviewed by Griff last night, and I can't remember the name of his show. Griff, I apologize if you're watching; he's a Patriots fan, and I've been on his show a couple times. But we had a good conversation and kind of just talked about the fact that at some point in time, if you want to extend Josh Allen's career, you've got to stop him from from the entire offense going through him. So at some point in time, running back is going to be a need for this football team. I think you've talked about it, that how much better could Josh Allen be if there was a running back behind him that could be dominant. Um, I don't have that answer. I don't know who that person is, and I don't know what round you take him. I don't even know if he exists in this draft. But at some point in time, you know, every year that goes on, the Josh Allen is running as much as he isn't taking the hits he's taken, his 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 career is shortening. And there are people that are examples of that, one of them being Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly's career was shortened because of the amount of hits that he took in the USFL as a Houston gambler. Um, what's the running back situation look like in this draft, in your opinion? <laughs>
2: Um, I think I think there's a couple guys, obviously I know the, the big names that everybody's been talking about on Twitter and stuff, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the running game, I, I think Bills fans are gonna be disappointed. Cause I think yeah. that the the unless unless it's just like an obvious talent falls to a, a selection that we have and, and like they have to take them. Yeah. I think that the Buffalo Bills are absolutely happy with the running back room that we have. I don't it think might they're be. honestly, they, might they be. at the end of the season, they loved everything that they saw at Devin Singletary. Mm. They just brought in a guy um, in in Duke that is gonna be, he's gonna be what they wanted from J D. McKissick, yeah. but for less money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. like you're you're they they absolutely. Um, I'm not saying that. No, then we don't have Jonathan Taylor back there. We don't have um, <laughs> second you round know, pick. Chris second round McAfee. pick. Jonathan,
1: second round pick. Jonathan Taylor
2: should have been a first round pick Jonathan Taylor, you know? Um, but we, but we don't, we don't have that. No, but what we do have is the type of running game that can complement a Josh Allen. Mm. So I think, I think they're happy. I don't think that they feel like they need to get a Jonathan Taylor, you know, it would be nice, man. I would, I would give, I I would risk it all for a Jonathan Taylor on this team.
1: Yeah, no, I I would too. I was just asking the question. Like I said, I'm not a proponent for running back in, in round one or wide receiver. I think for me, the the list is cornerback. I think you've got to get a defensive back to to play on this football team until Trey is ready. A guy that can come in and start day one and then just kind of see where it goes from there with between him, Cam Lewis, and Dane Jackson. I think there's definitely got to be some. Do you want to talk about this real quick?
2: Yeah, I was gonna ask you about this, about um Jamison William or or Chris Olav slipping to 25. You got to pick them. That's what my man uh D said here. What do you think about that? Um as far as anywhere in the draft. Like, what do you, who are you looking at? But as far as these two guys, if they slip to us, do you feel like that's a home run? You got to take it. I don't know who these two guys are. How about that? (laughs) Okay. So you haven't (laughs) done draft. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. This week, Um, this
1: week for me is draft work.
2: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, um, uh, D, I'll tell you, I, I think if Williams falls, absolutely you you got to get you got to pick up Williams if he falls to us. Um, I don't think he's gonna fall. I, I I think there's no way possible that he he makes it past right, like the 15th pick. Yeah, and, I, and it may, I could be wrong, but I just
1: don't see it. I yeah. don't see it. What position are those two players?
2: Uh, we're talking about running back
1: and wide receiver. The two guys that he would, that were just put up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I don't I just don't know. To me. And this gets into that best player available versus right uh, 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 draft needs. And the Bills have a serious need at corner, in my opinion. And I, you know, obviously, I think we'd all agree inside off an interior offensive line. Um, wide receivers is a potential need. I don't know how this whole thing's going to shake out. I, so I'm going to start my draft prep probably Thursday, Friday night, and I'm going to get into it for the Overreaction Show on Sunday and give more of my feelings. I've done some work on linebackers. That's it only because of all the Tremaine nonsense that's been going on. So I've done quite a bit of work on linebackers. But outside of that, I haven't really I haven't studied anybody yet. The draft. I love the draft. I love the draft process. I love watching. I love watching the draft. I don't get into who's the seventh best offensive tackle. Right. I'll send you, in, I have, a, I have a
2: spreadsheet that I can send you that actually breaks down pretty much like any position, any player. Yeah, I'll send it to you. it'll be a good, good tool for you. Yeah, that'd be um, great. That'd be great. Let's see what's going on in the comments here. Uh, Daniel says Motor was in the last year of his rookie deal, and Moss is marginalized this season. There needs to, there is a need at running back. Again, um, not this season. There isn't. You know, if you draft somebody next year, mm-hmm. okay, Motor can be gone. You draft somebody next year, but Motor's in the last year of his deal. And technically, it's a prove-it year. He's going to want to earn a contract. If not with the bills, he's going to want to earn it somewhere. So he's going to have to show and prove. Uh, Same thing with Moss. You're right. He was marginalized. But I tell you what, he was coming off of an ankle foot injury that was very, actually, from what I found out afterwards, and you'll all hear it on the Code of Conduct next month when when I have him on May 10th, there was a severe injury to his foot, and he just wasn't the same guy. And that's not an excuse. If you're on the field, you need to play. And he felt healthy enough to play. But turns out, that that was an issue for him. So, you know, if, if you're talking about foot and ankle injuries and, and we're going to – I still think that I, – I think that upgrading the offensive line the way they did going to get an all pro caliber left guard you, you signed your your right guard well he was technically left guard too but you signed a guy that's going to now switch to right guard and you're doing all this stuff you absolutely feel like you have enough what it takes now to run the ball properly you also signed a new offensive line coach big who time i think is an upgrade
1: period big time.
2: <laughs> like, like just period big time so
1: I don't know. No, I'm with you on I'm with you on those points for sure. It'll be interesting to see how the whole thing rolls out. And it's going to be interesting to see the the fingerprints and just kind of the stamp that that Ken Dorsey puts on this offense. You know, are they going to run more? Are they going to run different? Are they going to be more, I don't know what the word is, uh situationally aware when they run the football versus the way that they ran the football last year? It all remains to be seen. Jessica Tennis uh is addressing you. She says, uh, my biggest concern is the backup for Dawkins in case he goes down. In my opinion, he is the second most person on the offense second most important person on the offense uh mm-hmm. and has no clue where tommy and we have no clue where Tommy she doyle she is.
2: she has no clue where tommy Doyle was you know so as yeah. far as why don't you take that first
1: as far as Dawkins, as far as the need on the offensive line or the need mm-hmm. yeah for me it's it's interior offensive line i i know that tackles are gold and tackles are money we've got between obviously dawkins and no we don't know where tommy doyle is as it, as it pertains to how he's playing or how he's going to play this year this is this will be his second year spencer brown also has a full year under his belt what's weird about spencer brown is people that have come out and said you know spencer brown maybe didn't play that well last year and it's like he was a rookie and he brought energy and dominated players he wasn't always great but what more do you want from a anyway i i, I from a third third round draft pick Who right said that? i i saw it on twitter in a couple different places and people are kind of piling on it's just what people do. to please.
2: I'm choosing violence for the rest of this month. I'm choosing <laughs> violence on Twitter. <laughs> for, for me,
1: if, if there's a guy there, cor- corner for me first round, and if there's a guy there in the second round that can play guard or center, and that's primarily because Roger Saffold is old, right? He's still playing at a high level, but he's also on a one-year deal, and then Mitch Morris isn't exactly getting any younger either. So if they can find a guy that they could bring in much like they did Eric Wood, Insert him at, at left guard while Roger Saffold is kind of, you know, when he finishes his career, hopefully here after Super Bowl this year, then that, you know, they can play their one or two years just like Eric Wood did. And then when Morris is done, slide him to center. That to me would be ideal. I'm not looking for, I don't think I'm looking for a tackle in this draft. That's my opinion of that comment.
2: Well, if, uh, I, and I'm kind of with you. Except, I think if you're looking for it in the draft, I, I would agree that they might look for one. But if if they don't get rid of all their picks and they keep them around for you know for shits and giggles, even though we're not going to be able to roster all of them, right. I think you look for one in the later rounds. Maybe you know five, six, seven. You know, you look for one there. I don't think you look for one in the first three rounds. This not this year. With with what we have this year and the moves we made during the offseason, this year you need a cornerback because you got to stop the other quarterback from throwing the ball, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. need. You know, so there's a couple things that are needed, and 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 there's a couple people also in the in the chat reminding me that you know we did sign a tight end in OJ Howard, and we did mm-hmm. bring in Crowder, so we do have the talent. But but what I'm what I'm, I guess the the argument that I'm making for a wide receiver, I respect OJ Howard. Mm-hmm. However, there's a reason why he signed a contract that he signed with us. And there's a reason why, because although he has the, uh, uh, he has all the intangibles, he has the athleticism, he has everything that like you would want out of an athletic, Mm -hmm. you know, really, really good tight end. He had, it just hasn't translated for him. It just like when he was drafted oh, people were talking about OJ Howard, like he was going to be. Gonzalez. You know, like he was right, going to be right, like the right. next greatest thing. And he's just been underwhelming. Now, well, the, I would love the, for him to prove me.
1: The, the, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Dude. I was just going to add to it. The Achilles injury didn't help him. You'd love for him to prove yeah. you wrong.
2: Yeah, I'd love for him to prove me wrong and come yeah. out and be Gronk 2.0. Like, I just do it. But but what I'm saying is, yeah, you have him. And it's like, okay, we got him going with Knox. And we have, okay, we have all these guys. But outside of Stefan Diggs. Seriously, on offense, outside of Stefan Diggs and maybe, maybe Knox, right? Do you really, if if Diggs went down and and Knox went down, knock on wood here, because I don't want to wish any injuries on my guys. Do you feel confident that we st- could still make it to the Super Bowl if Diggs went down?
1: Um. So if Diggs went down, so Stefan Diggs obviously commands a lot of attention. Uh, which opens up the field for a lot of other guys. I I feel the Bills have the skill position players to overcome that enough to yes make a Super Bowl. I mean the Rams went to the Super Bowl without Robert Woods, who was a huge part of their offense, and then he wasn't cup though. Hang on a second, hang on a second, but and then OBJ got hurt in the Super Bowl, and they still were, managed to win. You know when you're looking at skill players and skill positions, I also and we've talked about this a lot. I'm also in a position, you okay. Yeah, I'm listening oh. to you. Oh, you, I heard you mumble something. And
2: no, I'm like, man, because I, oh. I just – I'm shocked at your answer, but go ahead.
1: Well, hang on, and then this is the other part is, you know, I believe we're reaching that phase of life in, in Josh Allen's career arch where he has to begin to raise the level of the talent around him, much like we see Tom Brady do, much like we see Aaron Rodgers do and a lot of these other guys do. Like, I think that, you know, it, those guys – If you've got five guys in a pattern or four guys in a pattern against any defense, somebody is going to be open more times than not. Are there times when they won't be? Sure, but generally speaking, somebody will be open, and it's up to Allen to get the ball to him. That's how I feel about it.
2: I just i I hear that logic. I just don't think it's realistic. You know, I think I think a realistic, like a realistic expectation is when Diggs goes down. You don't have guys double teaming him or bracketing him to That's allow true. Gabriel Davis to go off. Is Gabriel Davis a number one wide receiver? We don't know. We haven't seen it. I'm not just saying he can't know. be. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm not right. saying he can't be. What I'm saying, we haven't seen it. You look at other situations where we've seen receivers kind of shine and thrive, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they need to become the number one guy, and it doesn't work the same. Sure, Christian Kirk's saying, about to find that much, out. <laughs> Christian Kirk is going to find that out. We saw, we saw. Uh, who's who's my guy that just Juju Smith-Schuster yep. found that out the hard way after Antonio Brown left. Like yep. uh, Peerless Price, Richard Rush just threw it in the comments there. Peerless Price went down to Atlanta. After he didn't have Eric Modes, he didn't look like the dude. He no, just didn't no. look like it. No. So what I'm saying is, Gabriel Davis is very possibly the next guy, and I, I, I hope so. What I'm saying is, though, if we have an injury to our wide receiver room, I don't feel confident with O.J. Howard, Dawson Knox, Gabriel Davis, and Isaiah McKenzie to get me to the Super Bowl. And yeah, you're right. Josh Allen has to elevate these players to take the next step. But guess what? Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl. You know why? Because they continually never draft guys for him in the first round. They continually never take care of offense. So it's like as much as you want to like really look back at the, look back at the Super Bowl champions. And like we don't they don't have an Isaiah McKenzie leading them to the Super Bowl. Right, and that's with respect to Isaiah. I wanted him to be extended, so I for want all, him on the team.
1: Yeah, for all intents and purposes, I mean, the last several Super Bowl champions have been stacked on the offense. Aaron Rodgers has not been devoid of weapons, though. I mean, he—you know—Aaron Jones is a good football player. Devontae Adams is a good football player. Uh, Robert Tunyon is a good football player. Like he's had decent fellows around him, as far as that goes. How much of an impact was it because of he's Aaron Rodgers, and is he elevating the, the play of those guys? I don't know. But I, I just don't know that it's just that simple. The amount of times that we have felt, even in the last couple of years, that, oh, my gosh, the Bills just went and got that guy. Who are they going to cover? You know, who's somebody's going to be open. There's no way they're going to be able to stop the run game because they're they're going to be worried about all the wide receivers on the field. Meanwhile, we can't, you know, we end up with guys all covered or the running backs, or, you know, can't make no. plays. Or they can't, you know, get through the line of scrimmage. I'm just, it's just, I just, I'm, injured. I know. I'm just not sure that it's that simple. I don't know what the answer is. Do I feel like, hmm.
2: We got injured because I said that the first year when we got digs, John Brown went down. Yeah, yeah. Like the combination of Brown, Diggs, and Beasley was something to really look forward to. And we didn't really get to experience it for the season. Cause because mm-hmm. when Brown got hurt, we saw him for a couple games. And the games we saw him, it was glorious. Yeah. Cause Brown, Brown did so. What I'm saying, because even even to your example about uh the Rams, when you mentioned the Rams and you're like, Well, I don't know, like you know, because Odell Beckham Jr. look, Robert Wood, they had they had a solid depth. Like when they traded sure. for for Beckham, Woods was still healthy. Yep. He got yep. injured at like very, very shortly after, but he got injured shortly after the trade happened. So it's almost what like I'm they knew it was going like, to happen. Maybe, and you know, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, you have to continue to have that type of depth. If you don't have, you know, if, if you're not able to, um, to make up for, and again, I don't want Diggs to be, obviously I want Diggs to be as healthy as possible for the right. rest of his career. But what I'm saying is if by the chance, this is a rough game we play. If yeah. he gets injured, and I also see Stevenson in the comments. I don't have faith in Stevenson to to take over wide receiver role. Not right yet. Now, not yet. We ain't seen it.
1: Yeah, not yet. You'd have to see yeah, we're gonna need to see some, we're gonna need, see, need to see something from that young man for sure, right? So I mean he so can come that's
2: out. A, that's all I'm saying. That's why could, I feel he, like a wide receiver is a need.
1: Yeah, he he, he, he could come out and Stevenson could come out in preseason and show us something he could come out in preseason and get cut. You just don't know. Um, I just don't know what the answer is for me when it comes down to these situations and and the needs. I guess the question I would ask you is, you know, if you're drafting, does it make more sense to do the Bill Belichick model of the past, which is trade out of all of your positions and stack draft picks for next year? Or do you draft eight guys, right? Because you've got eight picks, as per Chris Key, You've got eight, hoping you strike gold on one, knowing that of the eight, probably four to five of them are not going to make your roster. And then you're going to probably practice squad three of the other five that didn't make the roster, and they're going to get plucked off like Wild Goose did at that point you're drafting for other teams you know what i mean like i just don't know what the answer is i if, i i'm almost i think i'm in, i'm firmly in the let's have three picks let's draft three guys or four guys and that's it
2: i'm with you four guys give me a receiver a corner give me a receiver two cornerbacks and a running back i'd be happy
1: you don't need an offensive you don't think offensive linemen's a need
2: i, I think depth would be nice to have but i don't think it's a need i think they mm. spent money in free agency you know, to, to shore up the, like, and actually Brandon being said in his presser today, you, you try to go through in free agency and be aggressive or somewhat aggressive. So that way you have as, mm. as little holes as possible. Yeah. And, and when you look at the offensive side of the ball, um, when, and I'm talking about the starting unit,
1: Yeah, I think yeah. we're set. Like when yeah. you're
2: talking about that offensive line, I'm not worried about, about the O line depth. Yes. You know, they're still bringing back, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Chris. I'm I'm with you, but what I'm saying is if we're only going to do four picks, I need two cornerbacks. Give me two cornerbacks.
1: Well, he's talking about using those seven or eight picks on depth. The problem is is those guys, those depth guys aren't going to make the roster.
2: You still only got 53 roster spots. You know, that's all you have. And then, okay, let's take a step back real quick because, again, we only have 53 roster spots. Before the draft right now, we probably have, what would you say, like, I would say fifty guys right now that will absolutely that could absolutely make the team if we didn't even do the draft.
1: Uh, so yeah, you're talking I agree with that.
2: Yeah, so I, I just I don't know. Like I, I feel like um, th- with the additions that we made, we got stronger on the defense. I feel like we got better on the defensive line for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at you're looking at a team who really maybe only has space to add three guys.
1: Right. Right.
2: Maybe and then protect a guy or two on the practice squad. Like that's, that's what you're looking at right here. And, you know, we got people talking about trading back. So that way we can add on additional picks. I'm not, come on, man. And, and, and shout out to Jason real quick. Cause you're right. Nobody's counting punter. You are absolutely right. We need a damn punter. <laughs> we need right. a damn punter. A hundred percent. Shout out to you and David S for saying that we should absolutely include a punter. Cause what we went through last year, It can't happen. It just can't happen again.
1: So Jason Taylor says six draftees make the roster. Last year, I think only four or five did. So they cut a bunch of guys that they had drafted, which was a big surprise because we all went into the draft or after the draft when it came down to roster cutting time. If you remember, and we were all like Brandon Bean likes his draft picks. He's going to keep his draft picks. And he didn't. He parted ways with a lot of them. Uh, and put them on the practice squad. Marquess Stevenson ended up in the practice squad so that Rashad Wild Goose, Wild Goose got plucked and some of the other guys. But uh, I don't know that six guys do you think six guys make the roster if they draft eight, six guys making the we, team? I think three guys make this team with the guys that we've signed right and right. we
2: and we're we haven't we haven't even resigned or talked about bringing back Jerry Hughes. Right. like there are guys that are still without a contract who could easily just start again.
1: If they want so if, like, they, if they want to take the money, the bills want to offer them.
2: Yeah. So, so I'm just saying like, we're, we're, we're basically at this point, it last year was tough. This year is going to be so much tougher when it's time for you and me and, and all the other networks and other podcasts to do, you know, how we all do our, all right, it's the cut down day. We're going to yes. do our roster. And when it's time for that, this year is going to be tough. It
1: Especially was tough, if, if it was we tough keep, last year. It was tough last it year. It was,
2: it was. And so that's my. It's like right now you have your team. You mm-hmm. know, okay, we have the nucleus plus some to go back to where we feel like we should be. Where we got our goals set on the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. We don't have
2: eight roster positions. We just don't have it. We don't right. have it. And I don't know. It's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna what? be tough because then I'm gonna tell you what too. When Trey comes off IR that's another person that has to be deactivated to, you know, so, so who are we going to put down to bring Trey up and then who are we going to, all of this stuff True. has to work. And, and, and it's, um, I'm telling you, man, it's going to be a rough one. It's going to be, you, our feelings are going to be hurt. Cause we love all these guys. Like that's the good thing about Buffalo and, and the fan base and our team. We love our, like for the most part, I know we, we try to run some guys out at times when they kind of do things that the fan base don't like, but for the right. most part, we love everybody on the roster one to 53. Mm-hmm and the practice squad players. I've never seen a fan base who knows every guy on the practice squad and, and backs them up. Like, I still have people asking me about Christian Wade.
1: Yep. Like, that, that,
2: that's how much they love these people. So, so I get it. It's going to be tough, man. Get ready for your heart to be broken.
1: Yeah, so Chris Yankee, I think he feels like he's proven me wrong, which he isn't to a point, but he's also proving me right. Only Wild Goose and Jack Anderson didn't make the roster last year. Stevenson started on an IR. Last year, five guys made the active roster. That's the only point I was trying to make. Is that six guys did not make the roster last year? So to just say that it's going to be easy for six guys to make the roster this year to me is a long shot. Let's stay in the same vein, but transition. It's
2: going to be less. Go ahead. Yeah, Yeah,
1: which is fine. To corner and corner needs and how does? I guess how does how does the cornerback situation change if the guys if the Bills bring in a guy like Joe Hayden? And oh, by the way, you wanted to kind of chat a little bit about just Von Miller's comments about Joe Hayden.
2: Yeah, like first of all, Joe, what are you do- not you, Joe? Joe Hayden, what's taking? What so long? are you doing, dude? What's taking so long? Okay, <laughs> Von said he made the- y'all y'all talked it up, y'all chopped it up, had the whole <laughs> you know do- what is happening, man. Right. Get to seven one six. Go call, go talk to Brandon. Make this thing happen. I need your signature on a contract for the Buffalo Bills right now. Go make it happen. I don't know what we're waiting on.
1: Do you think it's the Bills? Do you think maybe the Bills aren't looking?
2: No, they're the, look. I don't know if they're not looking at him. I don't know, but they're looking. You see that they um they were in the mix for for uh, Stefan Gilmore, which oh man, is if it true or not? Is it, tr- is it no, legit,
1: legit, rum- legit no, true? Is it legit? Legit? true. Or was it rumors?
2: No, we 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 were in the mix, hundred percent. I never
1: but, I never believe those reports.
2: No, uh, we were we were in the mix. What what ended up happening was just the the, the cost got too expensive for us. But we were absolutely mm. in the mix. There was real interest. There was real conversation. And what his asking price was, it was, okay, we're out, man. Good luck. That's right. where it ended. But, but you no, know, there was there was real interest in Stephon Gilmore. And that, oh, Am man, I allowed Gilmore. to ask
1: where you heard that from?
2: You can ask it. I can't tell you. <laughs> but but no i i can promise you though I, I heard it from a very like i trust these people the people that i talk to now i, I trust these people
1: yeah for sure interesting uh, yeah i don't know so i knew i the first show i did on free agency was he was included or no maybe the second show because that was after like the fray had ended and spot track mm-hmm. had him at two years for 28 million 14 million a year i don't know why the bills would be in on him when everybody knew he was going to go somewhere between 12 and 14 million a year like
2: well, the, the conversation initially was um, also about winning. So it was oh. the, the way they basically tried to offer it to him was like, look, man, we're about to do something special. We're the team that drafted you come back and just make this thing work. Let's just do it. And so, I mean, that's kind of where it went. But then when the numbers started to come in, it's like, yeah, that sounds good, but right, right. <laughs> but this is where my family needs to be. So, and I respect it. I respect that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So Joe Hayden, how does Joe Hayden change that picture for you of, of need at corner? Are we still drafting corner at one if Joe Hayden comes in?
2: I would still like to draft one if Joe Hayden comes in. I think the drop off between Stefan Gilmore and, uh, well, I mean, if we're in round one and, it, and it's 20, if it's the 25th pick, I, I would absolutely take a corner back there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I I, I don't know where I, I know. I know the bills need. We all know that that McDermott loves to have the old vet guy in each room. Um, right now, that guy is Tredavious White, who's injured and won't be in that room for a period of time until he's back. So you have to wonder if he is <clears throat> working, you know, and there's still guys out there. AJ Bowie's out there. Obviously, Joe Hayden's out there. Guys like that are out there. Um, I, I, man,
2: AJ I AJ Bowie's still out there. I'm pretty sure. Go ahead. Keeps. I, I, I don't yeah, know you, why I feel you, like
1: he got you, you You can check it, but I, I thought he was. To, I had not heard no, that he if he's, not, if yeah. he's not. He's not,
2: and
1: he's just he's, often he's injured. Defeated. Yeah, he's often injured is the problem. Um, I would prefer him. What you, right? I mean, yeah, Hayden's got a little more mileage. Hayden was stellar and outstanding in Cleveland, and then took his wares to Pittsburgh, where you think he would get better, and kind of didn't. You know what I mean? Like Hayden was the man in Cleveland. He was a he was a lockdown court, cornerback. Um, I just don't know. I don't know where it puts us corner to me is a huge need. I don't think the Buffalo bills. And I like these guys. We've talked about it. we love every guy in this roster. I don't think the bills could start the season, especially in this division right now with Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis as your starting corners. I know they can work magic. And I know that Brandon Bean said today, we start up front and it's clear. It's clear that he was talking about the defense and not the offense because they have not done a great job of putting an offensive line together over the last four or five years. But he said on defense, and I'm I'm basically adding the defense in there. Uh, we start up front, and we get stout up front, which allows everything behind them to kind of go a little bit easier and kind of fall into place. I just don't think you can start the season with Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis. I just, to me, that's not ideal.
2: I don't either. And it, as and comfortable as. Um as comfortable as the team is with those guys, and they are comfortable. They love Dane Jackson. They love Cam Lewis. Yep, they yep. love, you know, they, they love the, the guys who are rostered on this team. Yep, yep. I'm with you, though. It's just like as much as as much as much they love them and as much as they're confident in them, dude, we can't, we can't. If week one, if we're going up against the Rams, there's no way I want, I want Dane Jackson covering Cooper
1: Cup. And Cam Lewis on the other side covering whoever the other guy is, right? You
2: know, like there's no, uh, who's their free agent? They just picked up a big, Allen robinson, Rob- robinson. Right. yeah so uh, there's no way i want cam lewis covering Allen robinson and and dane jackson covering cooper C- like no or vice versa it, it, it just should not happen
1: yeah, Allen Al- a- robinson especially i work out every Monday Wednesday Friday at the same gym cam lewis does he's not a man of ju- great stature not happening <laughs> not happening <laughs> actually and, and it's like go ahead go ahead no go ahead i was gonna say something i shouldn't say so you're good go ahead <laughs>
2: there's been a lot of canceling happening lately we don't want to do that ourselves so let's it would, no it no, wasn't I, that I, it was it
1: was just inside I, information that i've gotten that it's it's a situation where i just yeah i, I, just, I just pulled it back in. Yeah, yeah
2: like me like yeah well, you can ask me but i can't tell you i'll tell you when we not right. live we can we can talk after yeah this, yeah, but, yeah for sure for sure <laughs> but yeah it's like um i just like i said as much as i love those guys and as much as as i think that they're pretty good I, they're not good enough to cover the top receivers in the League. And right now, you know, it's a receivers league. The oh, yeah. AFC is stacked and the, our oh, schedule yeah. is not easy. So look, we're we're gonna be facing good quarterbacks with good receivers, good tight ends. It's gonna, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, so sure. I, I need a, I need a tight end. And and like you said, Trey, um, there's a little bit of hope. There's a little bit of hope that he might be um, you know, ready a little bit earlier, but I wouldn't, <laughs> I would not, I would not look forward to that. If ever, you know, so if if there are people telling you in the chat, like like I'm saying, to everybody in the chat right now. If there's people out there telling you like Trey White's going to be ready for the start of the season, I would not I, like I would not bet on
1: that. So we've talked about it. Against- we've <laughs> talked about it on this show, and I think yeah, I'm not expecting to see Trey White until probably Thanksgiving, October, November. And I think Chris Jenkins is one that said it's like a six to eight month injury, and he should be ready to go. I just I would be surprised.
2: No, it's literally me, um, surprised. And I'm not, again, I'm not a world-class athlete by any means, but I did turn my ACL, and I promise you, it is not, I mean, you got to be Adrian Peterson to do that in six months and then come back and be a beast like that. He's I the haven't only seen it one. Elsewhere.
1: He's yeah, the I only haven't seen one. It elsewhere. <laughs> Even so, Saquon Barkley was out for a year in the first four to five games. It took him a while to get his legs back under his, or his feet back under him, underneath him, so go ahead.
2: Oh, no, I am I was clicking it wrong. I was about to say, just to John saying he doesn't see it either. He doesn't see Trey being ready.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He says he wouldn't see, wouldn't count on him being out or in. Yeah, at this point, we just don't know. And that's what McDermott said today. It's day by day. We got, they got to take it day by day.
2: Yep, yep. So yeah. So like I said, we'll see. But but I'm just going into this draft, and and like I said, um, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling to have being a Bills fan because typically for my entire life, I haven't been able to feel like this. Yeah. We really, we actually, yes, I want a cornerback or two, but if the draft was just non-existent, if they was like, you know what? The draft is canceled this year. As of right now, I still feel confident with the team that we have going into the season.
1: Outside of corner.
2: Outside of corner, but even with the corner being the way that it is, because we have Hyde and Poyer, it masks some of those deficiencies. Because when Trey went down last year, and I know we still had Levi, but still, it was a big loss to lose Trey. Oh, yeah. You know, so...
1: Well, that, the, that AFC playoff game probably goes different if Traves in that game, right? I mean, I just, I see no way, unless they've got something in their back pocket, I see no way that they're not drafting corner in round one. I just don't, whether it's moving up or what, I just don't know how they do it. Unless they know that after the draft, if the guy they want doesn't fall to them, they're signing one of these other guys. I just don't know how it's even possible that they're not drafting corner. They gotta draft one, if not two. God
2: that they draft a corner, man. Like, if they don't, I'm gonna be so heartbroken.
1: I'm gonna (laughs) be so heartbroken. Calling for it last year, weren't we?
2: We were. Well, yeah, we were. We were. (laughs) I was calling for either a cornerback or a running back. That's what I wanted last year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I got nothing else. What do you got? We we gonna get out of here a little bit early tonight.
2: You know what? Let's end it off. I know we we touched on it for a second, but we didn't like get into it. I really, I really need to understand, and then maybe you can help, or maybe people in the comments can help me understand. Why is the fan base torn at all about giving Jordan Poyer this extension? I, I just, it it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like this, this past season, this guy um, not only was he an All Pro player, but the past season, I just said that he and Micah Hyde together, yeah completely masked any of our deficiencies at cornerback they they basically saved us also like we we had issues with the run game last year mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they 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 were the best run support that we had yeah yeah i get i get that it comes down sometimes to to personalities and politics and uh, outside stuff but when we're talking about just football please give me one reason and i don't want to hear age wow because to me that's not a good reason Well, hang on. You're saying aged, but he was an all-pro player this year. So, to me, he's not too old.
1: So, the the reality is, is Brandon Bean did him a solid today. The question is, is whether or not Bill's Mafia heard it. So, when you look at football and you look at, you know, new contracts and you look at positioning and marketing and, you know, because all that stuff is what the agent does, and then strategy behind getting new contracts. So, Brandon Bean came out and said, you know, yes, I know that Jordan wants to get paid. I have a whole bunch of other guys that have reached out to me as well that now want to get paid. They want to be, you know, you know, re-upped. I can't pay all of them. Even if I wanted to pay all of them, I can't pay all of them, right, is what he said, which is him letting the mafia know, again, whether or not they listen is another story, and I'm going somewhere with all this. Yeah. Letting the mafia know, hey, by the way, Jordan's not the only one. Like, a whole bunch of agents have called me and said, our deal isn't up yet, but hello, yeah. You thinking about us? The problem is, to your point, as far as to answer your question of what's going on with people thinking he's not that good or whatever that yeah, whatever, however it was that you framed it, is it's the way that the way that his agent has has had you know going and getting Drew Rosenhouse, becoming very vocal about it, and making he's putting himself in that position of making the mafia turn against you. And we've seen it from this fan base. Over and over, and it it will very quickly turn into, and I I talked about it with Diggs, or I talked about it with whoever, he isn't that good anyway, give me a guy with heart, I'll take a guy with heart over talent any day, we don't need them superstars around here, that's just how the mafia has always been, and it's frustrating, and it's annoying, and I hate it, we've talked about it on this show recently, (laughs) that's what's happening right now, Poyer is making himself, he's sending a message, which is a message he's allowed to send, he made first team All Pro, probably because of you. <laughs> That's a joke.
2: He, no, he actually says that. To I me. know, not being funny. He actually says that. To, he, so he signed this for me.
1: Go ahead. I'll, I'll yeah, it. yeah. Go ahead. Uh he, he made first team All Pro. He's got the resume. He's got reason to gripe. He's got reason to go ahead. Tell me what I haven't seen that yet. What's it? He, did he write so on it?
2: He he wrote on it. He um, just said. How I j- always how'd you get that to him? Love. How'd
1: you how'd you get that to him?
2: I uh I shipped it to him and he shipped it back. Oh, sweet. Um, nice. so he autographed it and everything down here. Big dubs, big doves, big dubs, huge yeah. big dubs this season coming up. But yeah, all pro po. So he signed it for me. And but the thing is, when we when we do have certain discussions, he'll tell me, like, nah, man, you understand how much of a contribution you made to making sure that the media finally put eyes on that. That's and it. I didn't I don't see it that way, but I appreciate the fact that he does. Yeah, and yep. listen. So if, he, if we got that power at Buffalo Rumblers, man, I'm, I'm, I'm this year we got to all pro somebody else. It's happening.
1: So he's got the resume. He's got the reasons as far as that goes To, to, to ask, to be in the situation, to ask, to be taken care of now. Hey, I don't want to leave. Let's, you know, let's dance, right? The problem is, is the mafia just doesn't see it that way. The mafia sees it more about the fact that he's a guy putting himself before the team. That's how they see it. You're putting yourself before the team. You can read that if you want to.
2: My man, Chris Janke, the real Chris Janky says the argument against is it's not smart to pay a safety top tier money. It's not considered to by many a, a premium position. If you pay Poirier, you probably can't pay Knox, Oliver, Edmonds or Singletary.
1: It's not going to be a bet. it's not going to be a huge deal and it's not going to be a long deal. It's probably going to be two extra years and they could probably the way being every deal being has constructed in the last two years he can get out of. So if it's a two-year extension, I guarantee you he can get out of the last year of it. So I don't think it's going to be a ton of money. I'm not – I can check spot track and tell you what.
2: I feel like it's going to be a, a three-year type thing, you know, and like you said, get out of it the third year. Um, and I think they're going to do the same thing with with um, Micah Hyde. I think they're going to link those two guys together like they have. They're going to keep them together. Uh, I don't see him leaving Buffalo. Um, but as far as Chris's comment, I, I hear you because I hear the argument by a lot of people that it's not a, a, a premier – position. Mm-hmm. I our, my argument or my rebuttal to that is I think it's not a pre- premier position when you're looking at the league and the way teams are constructed but when you're looking at the Buffalo Bills it's absolutely a premier position because right, right right safety play in this defense is premier. It, without without Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde back there it, it's not it's not the same team. It's just it's just not and I don't care um how he, so again same question if okay so we don't do it so we draft somebody do you think First year coming in, say we trade him now because he's looking for a contract and we can't get it done. So it's like, you know, what? let's trade him. Let's get something for him while we can still do it. You draft somebody. Are you confident that we draft somebody in this year?
1: We go to the Super Bowl. I'm I'm not confident in that. I'm confident in the two guys. They have a hundred Jaquan Johnson and Demir Ham or Demar Hamlin aren't bad players. It remains to be seen if they're Jordan Poyer players, but Spot Track has uh, Jordan in the Devin McCourty. Malcolm Jenkins, Adrian Phillips, Rodney McLe- uh, McLeod, Jimmy Ward, kind of, you know, and Devin McCourty, 32, when he signed uh, two years, 23 million, 11 and a half. They've got Jordan at about eleven six, And to me, that's not premier money. I mean, 11, six.
2: No. And so if that's what he's going to get and let me let me also uh steve just just said this so i want to i want to bring this up because this is a good point steve says no one realizes that sometimes these athletes just has one or two chances to make money in football for the rest of their lives here's the thing about jordan poyer Mm -hmm. so when when he was with the eagles didn't work out obviously he was with cleveland got injured didn't work out obviously he didn't make big money in either of those places Right. Neither of those places did he make money. He came to Buffalo. Guess what? We got him on a contract that looked pretty darn good because Mm -hmm. he didn't he didn't prove to us or to anybody before that he was the guy that he is now. Now he's an all pro. So that matters. So now he's in a position for his entire career to get that bag. He didn't he didn't get to do it as a rookie because he wasn't a, a number three overall pick. He wasn't, you know, he didn't get the fifth-year option, and he didn't get all of it because he wasn't—he wasn't that prospect coming out of college. He didn't do it.
1: I will say that uh, his first year as a Buffalo, well, his last, no, his first year as a Buffalo Bill, he made five point one million. His second year, three, is twenty nineteen. He made three point five. Twenty twenty, he made nine point two million. In twenty twenty one, he made six point eight. So he's not poor, right? So it's
2: not about. It's not. I'm not saying that he's not poor or anything but what i'm saying is the contracts that he's gotten has not been yeah. um top 10 contracts for safeties
1: sure well, he, he, wasn't, he, was for a, he wasn't a top 10 safety until now
2: so right so what i'm saying is now yeah. this is his for opportunity sure. he's played he's played his career he's he's all pro po you know mm-hmm. his big dubs all this stuff it, it, this is this is his window so just like we're saying for the team this is the window for the super bowl for him as a person yeah this is his window to make his bread And it, and it's like look I just was all pro. What else do I have to do to show I deserve it?
1: Right. For sure. Yeah, for sure. No, I, you're not going to get an argument from me. But my only. You know, get, I know. Yeah. yeah like literally, uh, you know, I love Jordan Poyer and I would hate to. I don't want to. I don't want to see the day that those two guys aren't back there. It's, it's coming. It's going to happen quick, like in the next couple, three years. They're not going to be back there. But for me, it's just more about you ask the question, why are people saying he's not that good or he's not worth the money or whatever? And the reason is is because he hired Drew Rosenhaus and he didn't show up, ridiculously didn't show up to, not him being ridiculous, it's ridiculous that he didn't show up to OTAs and people are like, Jordan Boyer didn't show up. Well, neither did Stefan Diggs. (laughs) He don't seem to have a problem. And he just signed a $96 million contract and the boy didn't show up. <laughs> so. so
2: I tell you, and, and I know you we love the energy that Josh brings. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I don't feel like I need to be here, but I absolutely want to be here. That was like the quote of the day, right? Yep, that was the quote. Everybody was talking about it, everybody yep. was saying it. And and yeah, you want all your players to say that and to feel like that. But at the same time, we're acting like Jordan poyer isn't, you know, like I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous when we start attacking guys based on them doing what's best for them personally. But it's you kind know what I mean,
1: like it's context, Josh Allen. So the quote was, I don't have to be here. I want to be here. Well, the next couple sentences matter. I love being around the guys. Um, yeah. I love playing cards. I love the time yeah. we get to spend together. It's not like I want to be here to learn football. <laughs> That's not why like Jordan
2: it. isn't here. I'm definitely here. It wasn't that.
1: Well, he not, wasn't it, even taking a it shot at Jordan. You it's know? not about the work. As much as he loves camp, the reality is, is you know, he probably doesn't love camp. He probably loves the day that you show up to camp. Like That's probably a fun day. He probably loves the, the evenings, but it's a grind. Everybody knows that camp is a grind. So yeah. I, I, I don't think that he was saying that he loves to come to work as far as that goes. I think he, he just likes being – he likes the guy time. He likes being around the dudes, right? So.
2: Yeah, I just need us to, to ease up as a fan base when yeah. it comes to our guys I, I, I just need us to ease up because cuz sometimes guys are going to have situations like this where um the team could be affected by something that they personally need financially but at the same time, like he's earned it. Like, you know, Jordan Poyer has not been a problem. player. He hasn't have off field. I know we, we talk like some people don't like his wife and some I, people don't like whatever. I could care less but, about his wife. <laughs> yeah, I could care less. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I love Rachel, but I, I could right. care less about what she posts. I could right. care less about what she does, whatever contract she got. Good for her. God yep. bless her and God yep. bless their daughter. But when it comes to football, right. I know Jordan Poyer, ain't nobody running across that middle because the ball either going to get intercepted or they going to get popped. I yeah. need Jordan Poyer back there. Yeah. That's it. Like, I'm not talking about other stuff. And shout out to my man, John, with the Iverson quote. We're talking about practice.
1: Practice. practice. Not, not a game. Not
2: a game. <laughs> practice. <laughs> practice. <laughs> shout out to John. That was perfect, John. That was perfect.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's not even practice. It's sit down and read a book type stuff. So, yeah. Which right now for the offense is important because they've got a new offensive coordinator. You know who it's not important for? The defense. Right? So...
2: And then, well, let me ask you, do you really think it's that important for the offense? I think they're using the same, for the mm-hmm. most part, everything's going to be the same. With a they, are,
1: they are, but it's going to be different, right? I mean, they've got different personnel, so it's going to be different. I mean, Josh talked about it today when he said that, you know, my, mm-hmm. my safety outlet, my safety valve is gone. Like, the guy that I relied on to be that guy that was always right there is gone, so – It's gonna be different. I think there's something to be and they got two new quarterbacks. I mean, Barkley's back, but they've got two, you know, two two new guys in the quarterback room, which is important as well. But yeah.
2: I think Barkley is practice squad. I don't think he's gonna be active, you know.
1: Um more than likely you're right.
2: Yeah, they're not gonna carry three. I don't at least I wouldn't expect them to. No, but like he's so many roster spots.
1: Yeah, can he go to the practice squad at his age is the question. I think he can. I don't know if they did they they changed that rule. They changed that rule for COVID, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want me to get us up on it here?
2: Real quick, yes, but before you do, do me a favor and blaze that like and then Joe is going to send us out.
1: Yeah, everybody blaze, hump, toke, whatever you got to do that like button, jump on the like button to get our metrics up. Also, uh if you have not yet subscribed to the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube page, please yeah, do so and do also click the bell so that you get uh, notifications when we go live. We got we can't say anything, but there's new new talent coming this way. Uh so there's a, a s- some shows that are going to be added which is really really fun. Uh, to the Buffalo Rumblings platform, YouTube platform soon. So you definitely want to click the bell so you know when we're going live. Obviously, so you can catch all of me, all of Jay Spence King, all of John Fina, all of uh, Bruce and Nate Geary, and whatever else we might bring your way.
2: We got Our, we got new shows coming.
1: I think so. I, th- I thought I heard a rumor that there's some new shows coming. So, but yeah,
2: Oh snaps.
1: But uh, okay. ladies and gentlemen, gotta- you have. Go ahead. You got to what?
2: No, I, I got to ask you about that. I don't. Gotta, <laughs> I haven't gotta, been plugged in. I got to find out what's going on.
1: You got to click the bell. Uh, ring my bell. Sorry. Ladies no, and no, gentlemen, no, you've no. been tuned into the <laughs> Humpty Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast <laughs> Network. Uh, I'm your host of the Humpty Hotline. My name is Joe Miller. That over there is my co-host. Also the host Jake of the Smith's Humpty Hotline. Jay Spencer King. Who might not be here next week because homeboy, uh, enemy number one is going to be in Las Vegas at the trap. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Wait. Actually, no. I'm
2: glad, I'm glad you said something. Actually, you calling me the enemy. Meanwhile, Joe is having barbecues and stuff. Oh, with my he's posting, family. He's with, like my, he's posting, with my wife. But then, but then me and John Fina goes out, and he's like, where's my invite? Wait a minute, bro. Where's my invite?
1: Barbecue with wife and kids hanging out with John Fina.
2: <laughs> Don't let Beth hear you say that.
1: <laughs> we... You know what I'm saying. So, you know what I'm saying. So, I, you, you. I, you know I, saying. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, homeboy. So, but, anyways, uh, Jay Spencer King, maybe, maybe if you are, are you going to be flying during the show or are you going to be there? I'm actually
2: going to be driving because I'm close. I live in Phoenix. Oh,
1: gotcha. Yeah. So, you're going to be driving after work. I was going to say, because if you were on location already, maybe we could bring you in for 10 minutes or something like that. But, yeah no worries so are you uh joining any shows i've already i've already done the send-off but now i'm asking you more questions are you doing joining any shows while you're while you're out there are you do anything like live or anything
2: um if the really i'm because i'm sure um draft day buffalo rumblings will probably I, I haven't been privy to any conversations but we normally have like a draft um some type of draft show mm-hmm. um if there's any other networks that that kind of wants me to pop in for on site I'm, I'm more than willing to just uh hit me up with we'll, discuss links and all that other stuff. But yeah, no, anything that's going on, I'm more than willing to do it. I'm so excited. It's the first year that I'm um, for not just the draft, but for anything, it's the first year that I'm being credentialed as a media yep. member and Sweet. I'm getting access to all these things and doing things. I'm going to the VIP party. It's like a super fan and um, previous play, like a former player and, and super fan party that I've been invited to. That's going to be a ton of fun. Um, so I'll have the information for that this weekend we're going to bring the chop up back chop up is going to be back this weekend so i'll have the announcement for that this weekend as well as next tuesday on the code of conduct and uh yeah i'm excited man i'm excited
1: sweet joe miller jay spencer king Hamte hotline buffalo rumblings go bills go bills <laughs>